I'm Pat Whalen. And I'm Mike Field. And throughout the history of cinema, nothing can compare with the phenomena of the MCU. Each episode, we'll tackle one film and discuss the differences between the comic book and what's on screen. We'll explore the growth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from its inception to present day and beyond. And we'll have a little fun along the way. We may not have been first or second or even 48th, but we're hoping you'll take the journey with us into the MCU as we are yet another MCU podcast. You can find us on Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts today. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Welcome to another exciting episode of <laughs> Cracking One Open with Elise Ooh. and Mike. Ooh, I switched it up. You did. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Mm. Someone's got a competitive streak. Power trip. <laughs> <laughs> On this exciting episode of Cracking One Open, our beer fesser, Elise, teaches yeah. us about Lazy Hazy Housey, <laughs> a New England style IPA from Great Falls Brewing Company, which is located in North Canaan, Connecticut. We'll see if they're so great. Hey. Sorry. I just, it was out there in the open. I had to say it. <laughs> so to be more specific, it's actually located in the historic refurbished Canaan Union Station Railroad Depot. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and the brewery officially opened its stores back in December of 2018. I was alive then. You were. Oh. <laughs> so the brewery is named after Great Falls, which is the waterfall formed along the Housatonic River at Falls Village in the town of Canaan. And it lies just six miles south of the depot. Their mission is simply make great beer. Can't disagree with that. Easier said than done, though. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> they say, quote, we aim to brew a diverse variety of styles for some of the best tasting beers and invite you to enjoy some with us. And looking at their current beer selection, they've got everything from Berliner Weiss to a fruit ale, lager, blonde, spiced ale, IPA, double IPA, milkshake IPA, uh, stout, a Russian imperial stout. And an ongoing rotating cask special. So they're not lying. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we almost took the lager this week. Yes. But we chose to do the IPA because mm -hmm. there's probably more to talk about. Yeah. But and you're right. We'll see how things go. If if things go well with this IPA, though, I might be and back in uh, picking up that Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> we have been on a Pilsner kick. There's been a lot of good Pilsners lately. This is true. They also, and you might like this, they also have a house-made root beer on tap at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I forgot to email these guys to see if they wanted to talk about this beer. <laughs> we might be doing another one of their beers pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also offer one or two ciders from other small regional 
purveyors, and they're looking forward to, quote, barrel aging their craft booze in wine and spirit barrels from local wineries and distilleries that will offer a range of delicate to robust flavor profiles to fit the palate of drinks of all tastes. Barrel age is always good. I love me some scotch ale. Yeah, you do. But let's get back to the beer. Do it. (laughs) So Great Falls describes Lazy Hazy Housey. It's so fun to say. (laughs) um, Was brewed with Pilsner malt, pale malt, unmalted wheat, uh, Munich, and flaked barley to be smooth and full-bodied with a tangerine color. Then they packed the whirlpool with Mandarina Bavaria, Citra, and Eldorado hops to cut down bitterness and create a hoppy cocktail of citrus flavors with Jolly Rancher-like fruitiness. One, that's an interesting amount of malts. Yeah. And also really cool they list them all, but also is that more or less than is usually in a typical IPA? I feel like it's a little bit more than what's listed usually. I like that. Also, did we have that for, have we ever had that first hop before? We'll get to it. Okay. (laughs) New hops. Good call. Double dry hopped at a rate of two and a half pounds per barrel with a huge dose of Eldorado, Citra, and Mosaic. Give this beer its smoldering tropical aromas. So Lazy Hazy Housey has an ABV of 7%, an IBU rating of 42, and an SRM rating of 5. SRMs! And they did go into some nice detail about this brew. The full list of hops is on the brewery's website. So, yeah, we got to go a little bit more in depth. So El Dorado hops have kind of a mysterious background, like the myth of El Dorado. (laughs) Most sources say the hop was developed in 2008 and released in 2010. But realistically, most hops take 10 to 14 years to breed and then become available for commercial use. Its parentage is also not known for certain, other than its great-grandfather was a native wild hop found in Colorado. And just as the streets of the mythic city ran gold, so does the Lapulin powder within the cone. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Eldorado features a unique root flavor profile in addition to desirable bittering and aromatic properties, so it's kind of a triple threat. With high alpha acids, lots of oils and resins, good storage stability, and an exceptional yield, it's an excellent hop to work with, and I'm surprised that we don't see it more often. No, we've had it a few times, but not a ton. Yeah. It exhibits bold tropical fruit flavors, said to be reminiscent of pineapple and mango, with a resinous back note. Yummy. On the nose, it has aromas of pear, watermelon, stone fruits, and even candy, which would explain the Jolly Rancher-like qualities that they... We'll see. Well, did one of the malts also invoke a slightly fruity flavor, you said? Uh, I did not get into the hops. Or, I'm sorry, the malts. Okay. Citra cryo is very interesting. I do love me cryo yeah. hops. Continue. Qu- quick refresher. Citra is citrusy. Moving on. Um, <laughs> if you want more information, <laughs> listen to our 80,000 other episodes yeah. that have citra. Just find an IPA episode, click on it. And we'll <laughs> probably talk about citra. Probably. So we haven't talked about cryo hops for a while, though, not since cream from Tribus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those were Idaho 7 cryo hops. So I'm going to go over it again. Cryo hops are hop cones that have been frozen with liquid nitrogen. And then the lapulin glands are separated from the almost completely debittered leaf. And what's left are the concentrated bittering and oil containing portion of the hops that have an even more intense aroma and flavor without the risk of it being super like astringent and bitter. Hmm. 
And I think this follows up really well with our last episode, the Local 35 Double IPA, where Hog River uh, used the Citra Lapulin in that beer. It seems like both have the same benefit, um, which is reducing the overall amount of vegetation needed in the brewing process and enhancing the flavor without all of the bitterness. But I couldn't figure out what the actual difference is between the two terms. My best guess would be that uh, using the cryo method is a cleaner and more efficient way to get the lapulin powder. But I want to know if that affects the flavor, just the the pure use of liquid nitrogen. Probably would be my guess. Yeah. So also, what, what's the diff? It's it's fun that we're going into the cryo hops now because we did all that lapulin talk last week. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I know more about the the cryos when we talk about it this week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> So mosaic hops, as we went over last week and the week before that and the week before that, (laughs) (laughs) mosaic is kind of one of the new kids on the block and it offers tons of different flavors in its flavor profile and is also a triple threat for aroma and bittering as well. It is pleasantly hoppy, carrying flavors of mango, pine, citrus and herbs, as well as aromas of tropical and stone fruits. And last but not least, we've got Mandarina Bavaria. So this hop originated in Hull, Germany, and was released to the brewing masses in 2012. Now, keep in mind that the Hop Research Center in Hull has been developing hop varieties since 1926. And in the past, their research was dedicated to creating disease-resistant, higher-yielding varieties in the same vein as the traditional noble varieties of hops. But as craft beer began like really ramping up, there was a shift in what brewers were looking for in their hops. So the researchers kind of had to adjust their focus around different, more assertive aroma and flavor hop varieties. So around 2006, the research center started a program to combine the citrus and fruit of the American genetic stock with the more traditional and noble elements of wood, herb and spice. U.S. Cascade female hops were crossed with whole breeding lines. And so in 2012, four sister varieties, all technically daughters of Cascade, were released. And this included Mandarina Bavaria, Huel Melon, which we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. Polaris, which we have not talked about yet, and Hallertau Blank, which I think we've talked about, but I I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it or if we actually featured it in a beer. I think you might have just mentioned it when you talked about. Yeah. So Mandarina Bavaria is dual purpose, often used for flavor and aroma, and it imparts sweet notes of tangerine and citrus, especially when it's used for dry hopping, which I don't believe is the case in this beer, or at least Great Falls didn't specify. It also provides high quality bitterness and can be easily used for all the additions in a single hopped beer. It'll often be used in a fruity IPA or pale ale, but can also be a great addition in American wheats, wild ales, lagers, and pilsners. And fun fact, even though I don't remember hearing the name of this hop before, we've actually had it. It is one of the main hops used in Scorpion Bowl IPA from Stone Brewing, which which we both really enjoyed on tap at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as if I wasn't already excited about the beer search this week that was one of the last things i read and i was like yes this is gonna be a good one that's interesting yeah i forgot all about scorpion bowl mm-hmm. nice so what do you say well thank you Shall for we? the beer search professor oh i was gonna say let's crack it oh okay cool <laughs> <laughs>
thought you wanted me to kiss your ass. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And through the magic of editing, we all of a sudden have the beers in our hands. Super <gasps> cold. <sighs> I'm excited. You ready to crack it? Ooh, yeah. Sorry, just made an observation, but I'll leave it to you. Listen, I got one job here. I know. Two uh, jobs. That's why I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Color commentary and talking about what the can looks like. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I think you had the better crack this time. I don't know. I had a foamy crack. <laughs> Pouring it in. Well, you know, it's fun. What? After doing a couple of the SRMs and have, after a couple of the Cezannes had mm-hmm. an SRM from the Cezanne episode. Now you're kind of getting a feel for it. I knew this was what the five was going to look like. Mm-hmm. It actually fit my glass. I didn't think it was going to. Yay. Happen. All right. But it's like at the very top. So a careful clink. Careful clink. drink. Ha. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably not going to be too loud. No. Let's insert a Sorry, generic listeners. clink here. <laughs> clink. Clink. Nice head. Very hazy. Mm, smells fruity. It does kind of. Ju- it Again, is this just. The idea that was planted in our head. Exactly. Is this just in my head? But like the fruitiness is like candy-ish. I mean, we we have had at least one other beer where the hop had a descriptor of Jolly Rancher candy like. Okay. No, they they didn't specify Jolly Rancher like, and also Great Falls didn't say which Jolly Rancher flavor. But it's always watermelon or green apple. All right, I'm going in. Ooh, smoother than I thought it would be. Light. For the amount of malts that I talked about, it doesn't taste very malty. And I om- I almost expected it to be more, to have more of a full body, but it's very light in It the is mouth. very light. It's, you look at this hazy boy and you're like, oh, it's going to be a little heavy. Yeah. But it, it drinks very light. Mm-hmm. Like low carbonation. But a pleasant amount. Mm-hmm. You know about not having the malts, but I think I can really tell that it's got that, the the pressed corn flakes. The, yeah, the flaked uh, wheat. The flaked wheat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the I meant. Flaked oats, rather. Flaked oats. Because it gives it this like. Sweetness. Sweet smoothness that's that's present in some of those other like Pilsners and Lagers and Kolsch's mm-hmm. and the, the the Mexican style ones we've had lately. Yeah. Just like. I enjoy that. In, this in easy the sipping. Yeah. It's nice. I think it's nice in every beer. Yeah. I, well, maybe not a stout, but. Nah. It, but maybe. It tones down the bitterness of the hops for sure. Mm hmm. Which sometimes you want something like I've talked yeah. about before. I love it when it's oh super yeah. There's bitter, plenty of IPAs that like when I get punched in the mouth with with hops and bitter and resin and dankness, I'm like yeah. But this is a nice change. This is really easy drinking. Mm-hmm. It is like hazy in flavor, but not at all in mouthfeel or in heft. Yeah. Like you drink a hazy IPA, usually you're going one sip in and you're drinking it and you're waiting a second, then you take your other sip because each sip hits you like. It's eight pounds, which is fine because hazy boy, sometimes you want that. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. I also got to say from the flavor profile, from the smell and the flavor profile that was described, Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be a much more fruit focused IPA. Mm -hmm. But it's not overly tangerine-y or those those flavors that we kind of got inundated with this summer. And when you smell it on the head, you think, oh, candy, Jolly Rancher, like it's going to be like, I thought it might be one of those IPAs that's almost a little too sweet for me, mm-hmm. but it's not too sweet. It's not too fruity either. And that could be the malts balancing out the fruitiness of some of the uh, hop varietals. Yeah, that's a good point. I would agree. Like it's very balanced in its fruit to malt ratio, which makes it nice and smooth, not 
punch me in the face with mango or papaya or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really get mango or papaya out of any of these notes right no. now. But I tangerine, do get this nice fruitiness. The tangerine, yep. But I'm trying to figure out the smell. I get the Jolly Rancher, but I'm trying to figure out what flavor Jolly Rancher on the taste. But I don't think I can because I don't, I don't really get that on the taste as much as I get it in the smell. This is very enjoyable. It's so easy sip and see. The thing was, I was a little disappointed we got this because I knew it would be good to do for the cast. Mm-hmm. But, but at the same really time, that Pilsner that was Pilsner. there and I was like, we haven't done like an easy drink and I just want like a beer. I can just go, go at it and just chug on down mm-hmm. because we've done like the cider and yeah, we do, the we've, d- we've done some weird ones the past few weeks. The, the cider, the uh, crumb, which I mean, you can pound that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. The saisons. Crumb's still more sippy, but yeah, it, it's been a while since we just had an easy drink and like fresh Pilsner yeah. lager and, kind of thing. I mean, as as delicious as the local thirty five double IPA was last week, that's not exactly that was very good. poundable. Yeah, exactly. But my point is that this is also easy drinking. Yeah. So it's not like I was just pointing out drinking this. I'm like, oh, this is this is pretty nice, mm-hmm. which is surprising. I thought this hazy beer would be kind of like really heavy, and yeah, you know, I haven't eaten that much today, so I was like, is this gonna really weigh me down before I eat? Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's super drinkable. It's super. Cru- it's. I would almost say it's. It's almost crushable. Almost. I'm not going to say this is a session. No. Like it's not crushable like a session, but it's it's super easy drinking. It's not weighing me down. The tastes are so balanced and it's got a little bit of that pilsnerness and that malt and the, mm-hmm. the flaked oats and stuff that I'm just like, all right, all right. <laughs> it's like kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. This is really good. The bitterness is just right there at the end and you almost get this. You're going to take another sip. Because if I say the word that I'm going to say, it could be controversial. People are just going to think it's gross. <laughs> nah, I'm going to say it anyway. A soapy finish. It's clean. It's neat. It's fresh, but a little I've, fruity, like like a soap, but not like don't eat soap. Not like that. Yeah. That's why it's really tough to describe it. OK, so when you say it like that, it makes sense. But initially when you said soapy, That's I was why I like, wanted to find a different word. Yeah. The word soapy is gross. It's, it's not like you're chewing on dove people. Don't worry about that. What would you what would you call it then? Take another sip. That very last taste as it as it goes right down past your uvula. I don't know. I like part of me wants to say crisp, but. It's not, I don't know. I mean, it's crisp the whole way through, though. I think. I just don't want to admit that soapy is an appropriate word, I guess. It's not an appropriate word. That's why I wanted to find another one, but I can't right now. If I had more time, if I had maybe eight of these Mm -hmm. and and like an hour and a half just figuring out the one word. The the, the most appropriate (laughs) word. Maybe then before I passed out from having eight of these and no food, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would be able to figure out that word and my last breath for the next 24 hours or if someone would like to donate fifteen thousand dollars for me to go get my my brewing science certificate then i could tell you what that word is yeah but you do it in such a douchey way if you had your certificate uh, uh, actually uh um it's uh not soapy at all in fact that's the wrong word actually i think that's the wrong word because wasn't that uh, for Southern Tier, one of the like they had that department, and wasn't one of the departments things they had to no. try not to do soapy. 
Wasn't that one of the bad descriptors that they tried to get rid of? Not one of the ones that I saw on that list. Okay. But I know I know what list you're talking about. The I, like undesirable flavors. Yeah, I thought soapy was one of those. No, there's like catty, moldy, cheesy, uh, mushroomy. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> well, this beer <laughs> is none of those. No. <sighs> Hold on. You're really determined to figure out what this word is. Sticking with soapy. I'm sticking with soapy, but I mean, I, I, if it's less gross, I'll call it clean. It's just <laughs> this really clean taste at the end. It's the malts and the fruits coming together at the end, like it, at the back of your throat, where you can't really taste specifics. Mm-hmm. So you just get this clean taste at the end. I guess I, I don't know. It's a good soapy taste. I can't <laughs> describe it. I like it a lot. It's just that's why I'm trying to describe it because I really enjoy the the finish of this beer. Uh, what a euphemism. But it's nice to have like a hazy IPA where I'm not getting punched in the face by mango or papaya. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some of that fruitiness, but it's more vague than overly specific. And that the malts and the, the flaked oats are really balancing it out for this smooth, crisp finish on a hazy IPA that's giving me a hazy IPA, but also kind of what I wanted from those Pilsners. Yeah. Obviously, it's not a Pilsner, so it's not quite as crisp as that was going to be. And I'm sure that's going to be amazingly crisp. Yeah. And- I'm kind of excited. We should pick that yeah. up next week. And I'm saying, <laughs> I like this. So now absolutely we have to do it. <laughs> right, great Falls. You can keep the great in your name. <laughs> For now. You're welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is great. This is really, really good. It is. Um, no, no, it's been a long time coming for us to try Great Falls. Yeah. So. I'm just sad that they would be quite a, a day trip for us. Yeah. It sounds like a really pretty place. So I definitely wouldn't mind getting up there at some point. It does. We definitely have to try it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's other ones that we could hit around the same area as well. Perhaps. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's it's can time. Can time. All right. So this can is similar to the Pilsner can as well. So I guess they have a very similar design and change up a little bit mm-hmm. in its style. Uh, the front is the logo for Great Falls Brewing. Big, bold, but the name itself is not on that part of the can. Uh, it is a sunset over a farm, but the farm is kind of stretched around a circle of the logo. So it's kind of like fisheye lens a little bit or their stepped uh, cliff sides on this grassy mound. Mm. And then the sun is in the background. It's black and white. Very minimalist, but it's very nice. Very drawable, very sketchable. Yeah. Very easily put on a, a glass or multiple glasses for your brewery. Simple, but like very definitive of the brand. Yes. And of Northern Connecticut. Yeah. On the bottom, it just says Lazy Hazy Housey New England IPA. One pint, 7.2 alcohol, percent alcohol by volume. And the can itself is split into two parts on the, it's a tall silver can with a wraparound label. The right half of it is black. Um, and the black also envelops the logo a little bit. The black is almost like a matte black finish. And on that, and you get Great Falls Brewing Company on the very side there, along with the government warning, the independent craft logo. And then the barcode is some other breweries do that too. The barcode is the Connecticut. It's part of Connecticut, yeah. It's the state like of Connecticut that. around it. On the left side, you get a purple and orange kind of blended photo, color blended photo. Of, I guess, the area around Great Falls, just this really nice lake and this mm-hmm. forest around it. Looks like it's taken in the fall because it looks like none of the trees really have leaves. And it's just a very calm, serene 
picture of of northern Connecticut. You know, you get those hills as well. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the where we live in southern Connecticut is not very hilly. But as you go further north, you get more and more cliffs and hills and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's a very pretty can, but also very. And I feel like the the similar. Pilsner had a very similar layout. I think it was blue instead of purple. Yeah. Like there was definitely more blue in that one. So I guess that's how they separate it. That right half where it's black, mm-hmm. um, a matte finish that on the a diagonal. Half is photographic or more designed. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same image or if it's just a different color. Oh, good, good uh, observation. I don't know. Right, right. So you didn't pick up on what I thought you were going to. No. What were you what were you noticing? Uh, which is on the website I mentioned, as I mentioned, the ABV was listed at 7%, whereas on the can it says 7.2. I did notice that while I was reading it, but I didn't say anything because it's only 0.2. Okay. <laughs> so what I would also uh, note, which I wouldn't expect you to know because you didn't do the, the beer search for this, but they must have at least slightly recently changed the can art. So maybe this iteration of Lazy Hazy Housey has a, just a slightly higher ABV because the pictures of the the same brew, like the can had a different design previous to this. Oh. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to shake it up. You oh, get your, for sure. You want to get your brand in line mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, no, I I think this is a, a much nicer design. No, yeah. Definite upgrade. Well, I'm sure that happens. I mean, this brewery is only two years old, so. Yeah. You know, you start out, you know, you probably get your friends or you do the designs. And as mm-hmm. you get bigger, you're like, listen, we're becoming a brand. We're being sold in different places. Mm-hmm. I want to be recognizable. I want there to be particular things about my beer, my brand. And this is true for anything. Oh, for sure. People are going to know. I can't just keep going and doing like crazy stuff like that works for like clown shoes, which are known for their crazy can yeah. art. But most beer, it's like you want something that's this is, you know, what you're like two roads, very different can art, but they're very the framing on that can is always very artsy two roads mm-hmm. on the sides and then whatever people want on the ends. Mm-hmm. But the the frame is always similar in this case. Yeah, that right diagonal is always going to be the same with that logo in the center. And that's mm-hmm. like, and that boom, can, that now consistency we know that's Great is Falls. what makes it recognizable. Exactly. Like we can go anywhere now and I'm going to be like, oh, that's a Great Falls. Let's pick that up. Yeah. Because now I know and I've had it before. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is you want the most interesting crazy can probably at first. Yeah. In that liquor store. To and stick then out on the shelf. Once you think or once you've kind of caught on and you think word of mouth will help you as well, you can create a can that's like, this is our standard can and we'll change it, change this part of it for the mm-hmm. different flavors. And people will now go, I like this brand. I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. But that that totally works for them. I also like that it's just the logo. They're not like, I don't know if that will work in their favor in the long run or hurt them in the long run. They might end up putting their the logo on the front or the name of their beer on the front. But I like that it's the logo and you have to look to the left or the right rather on mm-hmm. the, the can to see that their name is Great Falls. Yeah. Right now they're just, this is the logo. We'll see. I I do like the can and I like the Pilsner can. I love the colors on this. It's so perfectly fall, like fall sunset. Mm -hmm. The other thing about a minimalist can like that is it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. Because you don't have to show off. They're not being overly glitzy and overly (laughs) crazy. Like, hey, guys, they're not like they're just like, you know what? This is good. You're going to like it. So drink it. Here's our can. (laughs) 
here's our logo. Our logo is the beer. Yeah. Because you know our logo means quality. Exactly. And there's something to be said for that, I think. So um, join us I'm next week when we us. drink the Pilsner version yeah. of this beer. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding, but we will get to that Pilsner, uh, and by we will get to it. We might not do an episode about it, but we'll be drinking next week. <laughs> but Great Falls, if you're listening, we would, we are impressed. We are impressed. We would love to do an episode with you guys talking about your beers, your mm-hmm. brewery. It will take us a. It's quite a drive to get up to you guys from where <laughs> we are in Milford or West Southern Connecticut. It's a little bit of a drive, but as long as we can both get the day off from work, we're good to go. That's right. You just let us know <laughs> if you're interested. You don't have to. Don't feel pressured. <laughs> uh, so I don't bring this up live on the air because oh, yeah? screw you. This what? Is, yeah, that's right. Now you can't say no. We should do Halloween themed stuff for the next two weeks. We're not doing the Great Pumpkin ba- or Great Pumpkin Battle. No, that was that was really stressful last year <laughs> to do all that research. So I want to do two Halloween themed beers. They don't have to be pumpkin. They could be new pumpkins that we didn't talk about. We've got some already in on the back burner that we just haven't put in the fridge yet. That's right. I'm just saying, I want to get spooky, y'all. Spoopy. That's uh, fair. Expect some spoopy beers for the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, two weeks. I think we only got two weeks left. Do, wah, wah. Do, we need to go to more Halloween stores. We do. The just because the past few years have been, we've seen a decline in the amount of Halloween stores that are opening up around us, but. Hopefully COVID won't completely kill them off this year. There's still one or two that I know we, we can go to. Yeah. Just because it's a COVID Halloween doesn't mean it's not Halloween. It's still a COVID Halloween. In fact, the pandemic is scary. Boom. It's even more Halloween than ever. <laughs> and masks are acceptable everywhere. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, baby? I'm just going to keep enjoying this beer. You mean keep enjoying this lazy, hazy, hazy, lazy, hazy, hazy. No, you got to say it all the beer times. I want to <laughs> say it now. Lazy, hazy, hazy. Lazy, hazy, hazy. Do I need to lazy, lay hazy, a beat hazy. down? Oh, yeah. Lazy, hazy, <laughs> hazy. Lazy, hazy, hazy. We'll see how I'm feeling when lazy, I'm editing hazy, this. <laughs> <laughs> I've just destroyed your night. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. This beer is really good. Check it out. If you're looking for a hazy beer that's still drinkable, like a like something that would appease. If you're not like IPAs, you're not going to like this beer because it's still an IPA. But this yeah. is something that's going to appease somebody if like, oh, I was really looking forward to like more of a culture Pilsner kind of a thing. Yeah. And like, ah, well, I got this. This kind of is the best of both. As long as they don't hate IPAs, they're going to drink this and be like, oh, well, this is a refreshing beer as well. Yeah. This would be good in the summertime, too. Is this a year, Is this a year round or is this seasonal? I don't think it's seasonal, but it has been around for a while. Okay, because I was going to say it's, I mean, during the days, it's like tomorrow it's going to be like 77 degrees outside where we are. Dang. So like I can drink this outside the deck on 80 degree weather, Mm -hmm. but I can also drink this today where it's like 50 degrees. Like it's just really good and refreshing, but it's, this is a good year round beer as well. Very good. Let's see if we can get a better clink this time. Mm. All right. Ready? Ready. Ha. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. Because you can find us on crackin'oneopen.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or just wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackin'oneopen. Or just shoot us an email at crackin'oneopen at gmail.com. Especially if you're a brewery that wants us to do uh, something (laughs) with your beer, please. (laughs) Please. 
any comments, questions, or suggestions of future episodes because we want to hear from you. Yeah, and I know we do a lot of. I should point this out. I know we do a lot of Connecticut episodes. So like, if you if it's you're basically like a what's newer available listener, to us. So if you're willing to provide us with the beer or provide us with like where a, we can get it, that's not ridiculous. Where we can get yeah. It, yeah, we we're down. We would love to do more New England national yeah, and international kind of like mm-hmm. beers. I know I, I I do have a couple of once it gets colder, I have a couple of international beers I really want to have us try mm-hmm. that I think would have really cool stories attached to them that we can do. Maybe part of the the stout episode that you're planning for me. Mm, one of them, mm. but the other one, no. The other one, I just want to do an episode on because of the history of the brewery. That's the thing that you can get with the international market is a lot of countries. They've been around for a, a while. A lot of countries are older than ours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would love if you guys have recommendations of international beers. Like even if you're from the States here and you're like, oh, try this. Mm-hmm. It's from this country, but it's awesome. But there's probably a liquor store that we'll has it around it. there yeah. somewhere. Uh, nationally, it's kind of harder in terms of state to state, yeah. which is the dumbest rules of anything. But also some breweries just can't provide for 50 states. Yeah. But we would love to hear from you guys. Love to hear if you're a brewery that can ship us beer and like we can sign for it. Or if you have like an online order thing, like we'll pay for it. Our problem is access. Yeah. As long as we have access to it, we will do an episode on it. Precisely. So you got any plugs of your own? Well, of course I do. If you love the sound of my voice, I've got two other podcasts I do. You may or may not have heard the ads at the beginning of the show. I don't remember what ads were rotating now on Forgotten Entertainment. <laughs> but I do Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join us every week as we talk about the latest in previews, news, and reviews for the hottest games on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, PC, VR. We have it all. We play it all. And join us every other week for a post game where we do a deep dive into your favorite modern classic or brand new release. And then I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I did with my buddy, writer-director Mike Fields, where we talk about movies that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. That's Forgotten Cinema and Two Player Bros, both available at ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And I've got audiobooks out on Audible as Michael Butler, check them out it's halloween it's spooky time i got a bunch of spooky books come check them out listen to them anything you pay in those books that's the only way i get paid i didn't got did not get paid for those books beforehand so uh if you could help me feed this young lady here that'd be great my tummy is growling (laughs) (laughs) maybe you'll eat tomorrow the beer is liquid can i have some more the beer is liquid bread it is (laughs) And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.